You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope this will encourage you to grow in your faith. Good afternoon, everyone. And welcome to our 3 p.m. service. Akala ko kanina when we started, victory group lang tayo, no? Lilima lang ata kami dito na sa main hall. I know the traffic's kind of crazy and the parking is also long. So we would like to encourage you, next week, next week lang naman, kung kayo nyo umaten ng 9 at saka 11 a.m., sabihin ko sa inyo, grabe nandun si Lord kaysa sa hapon. Okay, so, no, really, if you, if you don't want to be so stressed out with the parking, uh, do attend our 9 a.m. There's a lot of room in our 9. There's a few more seats in our 11 a.m. You can go and actually join us in our morning services. At para po sa mga tulog pa sa morning, you can come here uh, in our afternoon service. We, I, I invited a friend who's going to preach in our 9 and 11 a.m. service next week. That's why I'm also asking you to go there because I want you to hear from him. And uh, for the next two weeks, we're actually going to talk about a concept in the scripture that is not talked about in the Philippines, and we're going to talk about adoption. And this is a concept that Paul uses when he talks about how Christ saved us, how Christ loved us, and how Christ redeemed us. So it's going to be a powerful uh, preaching for the next two weeks as we look at scripture. But before we jump off to that, I just want to say thank you again to those who help us in our Love the City, whether it's through cash gift or in whatever ways you, you've been trying to help the city. We've turned over the ambulance to the Bureau of Fire Protection under the DILG here in our city. And uh, this one naman is the schools that we're targeting where we have our campus ministry. All the teachers would want to say thank you. Nalaman namin ang mga public school teachers, wala silang mga ganito, no? So it's really something special for them to receive uh, gifts from the church and, their, and the principals were saying, we just want to thank Victory for that. And I hope this continues to open doors for us to preach the gospel and share the love of Jesus in our city. Now, also for those of you who are asking about our Christmas Eve service, meron po tayo this year, we're reviving it. It's a Christmas Eve in the afternoon service. Mahaba lang, no? So, hindi tayo pwede mag-Christmas Eve kasi sarado na yung mall. That's why it's going to be at 2 and 3.30. We're going to have two services on 24, on the 24th. Would be good for you to bring your family here before dinner. Okay, just to refocus you once again to why we're having Christmas. And uh, we're inviting everyone to come. The kids and the adults will be in the main hall. Now, so it's going to be very kid-friendly, the program that we're going to have for our Christmas Eve service. So please do come for that one, uh, two services. You can get your invites after the service. Sa labas po may mga ushers who will be giving out these invites. If you're going to invite friends, relatives who would want to come before the party, let them come and join our, our church service here. Most of them would say yes because it's Christmas. So kung meron po kayong mga pinagpipray na mga tita, tito, lolo, lola, pinsan, invite them here okay, for our Christmas Eve service. Again, uh, we are on our third week of our Hope Has Come. And as what I said, we're going to talk about adoption. But before we jump off to that, I just want to give you a background again. Because three weeks na tayo, no? Uh, that we're talking about this two weeks and on our this is our third week so Paul writes a letter to the church in Galatia and Paul was quite emotional negatively emotional and angry because of what was happening okay and ang pinaka problema na pinoint out ni Paul was that making it into a Christmas context 
ang mga tao, they're living a Santa Claus theology, which is, I would do good so that God would love me. They became so legalistic, ibig sabihin, self-righteous, hyper-religious, na sabi nila, you need to do certain good works for God to love you and for you to be a Christian. Now, Paul did not agree with this and he was fighting for the gospel to be preached, na maging pure yung gospel. And so he writes the letter to the church in Galatia, telling them, you cannot live that way. I, I hope you still remember our week one where we talked about the Santa Claus is coming to town, where he looks at you, he sees if you're naughty and nice. If God sees you're good, he'll give you bigger blessings. If God sees you're naughty, you'll have a little gift, not, not, not the same as the one who are the nice ones. Right? And, and this is the thinking that Paul was trying to challenge. Because if you start thinking this way, you will be enslaved by this principle where it's all about performance. Who would do better? Who would do good? And compare yourselves to others. And there will be no end to the comparison that it would result into a lot of hypocrites and self-righteous people. And we see that happening even in our age today. That even if we profess we're Christians, there's a mode where we try to fall into where we're very legalistic. Now, Paul was not saying the law was bad. Paul was saying the law can guide us. The law actually restrains us from doing bad things. But the law can never give you the life that you're looking for. Following the law doesn't make you joyful. Following the law makes you safe. But the one that gives you life is Christ. But the people were trying to find the life in the law. So he writes the church in Galatia. Have you forgotten about the grace of God that was given to you? And then in chapter 4, he now writes of our relationship with God. Who is God in our life? So he starts writing it to us. Now we'll review verse 1 to verse 4 because we'll study verse 5 and 6 today. Right? He says there, I mean that the heir, as long as he's a child, is no different from a slave, though he's the owner of everything. Because you're a minor, you cannot get your inheritance yet, but there will come a time you will, so you're just like a slave, but you're not. Right? Because you're going to own everything in the future. But he's under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world, which is living under the law and not living under the grace of God. So now he goes on to say, but when the fullness of time came, when Jesus came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. So we've discussed this. Chinky preached a powerful message last week on how he was able to share to somebody who was trying to do good to become a Christian, but he points out how wicked we are and how we need Christ, right? So there needs to be a redemption. Niri redeem. Christ redeemed us. Binayaran ni Lord yung kasalanan natin. And now we're redeemed. And then, so that what? We might receive what? Adoption as sons. Now, adoption is not a positive concept in Philippine culture. Right? Di ba nung bata pa tayo, mga pelikula, all the films that we would watch, pag-ampon, di ba? Laging ano, dinudu- hanggang ngayon siguro, no? Hanggang ngayon, parang, ay, ampon lang yan. Dapat yung kayamanan mapunta sa atin, di ba? Right? There's always a negative concept about adoption. Ang tawag sa mga adopted, pag nasa Pilipinas, anak sa labas. Right? So, anong ginagawa sa mga anak sa labas? Pinapapasok, di ba? Kasi baka umulan. Okay, but, 
Di ba ganun yung concept natin, di ba? Ampun ka lang. Ne- never naging positive yung concept. But strangely, in scripture, you would see, adoption is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful concept that Paul uses it that all of us in this room, we were adopted by God. The mere fact that I call myself a child of God means I've been adopted by God. So if I have a negative concept of adoption, I will never fully appreciate Christianity. Why? Because lahat po tayo, slave, walang karapatan, walang freedom, and we were adopted by God as sons and daughters. Okay? So adoption is such a beautiful and powerful concept in Scripture. Okay? And because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Now, to love, to appreciate my relationship, our relationship with God, we have to ask two important questions. First question we ask is this, who is God? Because if you look at the text, there's sons, there's daughters, and there's God. Three major characters in this letter. First is God. Sino ba si God? Right? When we talk about God, what's our concept? Right? You hear mga artista, mga rappers say, I want to take the man upstairs. Di ba? Gumaganon. Right? There's a concept of this God, right? From a distance, big, gigantic, universal, you know? The one who created the heavens and the earth. Yet, you look at Paul's letter, and he tells us who God should be in our lives. Who is God? Because you are sons and daughters, God has sent the Spirit of His Son, Jesus, into our hearts. Crying what? Abba, Father. Dahil daw, anak tayo ng Diyos. He gave us the Spirit of Sonship and daughtership. And when it's given to us, it changes the relationship. I can now call you what? And this is, you cannot find this in any religion, major religions of the world, only in Christianity. The God that I worship, He invites me to call Him Abba Father. Abba Father is a term of endearment. Right? Like for me, because I can fully express my emotions to my dad, I actually call him Papa. Right? Because every time I see him, I say, Papa, I love you. Right? It's no longer awkward because we have a healthy relationship. So I cry out to him, Papa, Papa, I love you. Can I have money? Right? Papa, Papa. Right? And that's for Chinese, our term of endearment would be Papa. Right? Because there's something about calling your dad Papa. Right? And, and that has given me a different relationship with my dad. It's a reflection that when I see him and I sit down with him and I kiss him, I hug him and I say, Papa, people from the outside would know, oh, Okay sila, no? But many of us, we might not have that kind of relationship with our earthly fathers. Some of us actually takot tayo sa tatay natin. 
Like, like, Papa. Diba? It's a different term that you use because you're not close to your dad. And many people are not close with their dads. A lot of people have father issues and father wounds. Right? And so when Christ invites us to pray our Father who art in heaven, we have a hard time with that concept. We have the hard time with a concept like this, where this God invites us and tells us, call me Papa. Call me Abba. Right? When people should come and worship and reverence and all, which we do, by the way, but there is that dynamic of the relationship where I am at all with you, but I love you so much. Can I stay under your wings? This is Abba Father. Sabia, binigyan niya tayo ngayon ng ganon. The relationship, the dynamic of the relationship when you are a Christ follower is that when you look at God the Father, you look at Him and you say, Papa. You can actually say, God, I love you so much. We can actually declare, in the name of Jesus, I declare healing. I cast out every demon. And Father, I love you so much. In one line, you can actually do it. Why? Because of the dynamic of the relationship. This God of the universe invites me, invites you to come and call Him what? Abba Father. God is our Abba Father. Now, Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. Paul also wrote the book of Romans. And you would see many of the terms that he would use in all the letters that he wrote would have the same themes. In Romans 8, 8 to 11, actually you can try to coincide with Galatians and you would see similarities. And here's what Paul tells us. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry what? Abba Father, my relationship with my dad is no longer out of fear, but out of a sonship or a daughtership. He's now my daddy. So I come to him not with fear and trembling, but I come with a posture of he's my father. And I love him so much. Right? Now, all of us, in the next few days, maybe in the next 10 to 14 days, it's going to be full of parties almost every night. Some of you might be praying to the Lord, Lord, stop the party, stop the parties. Right? Some of you, sisike pang dibdib nyo, nahihilo na kayo, and you'll have parties. Now, here's a picture of a Filipino family, and this might be a typical picture of a father with all his kids. Right? And they're celebrating Christmas. It's an intimate one, right? And I, I'm so happy this year. In fact, this has been the lightest December for, for me and my family because this week we were all sick. So I had to say no to, to everything. Oh, I cannot, you know, baka mahawa kayo, right? And my wife's also sick. And we realized, wow, even an intimate dinner with my kids at home is such an experience. It doesn't make it less Christmassy. Because I'm with my family. I love my family. Right? And there's no more pressure to go to Makati, which would take two and a half days. Right? So, right? And there's no need to travel. Grabe no? Crazy talaga yung traffic. No? Dapat magkaroon na ng law na bawal ang Christmas party pag December. Right? 
Parang virtual na lang kahit naka-viber, Facebook, live, kain kayo, di ba? Sabay. Party! Right? In your own home. Okay. But imagine uh, just the parties that are happening. But what I love about this picture is they're in the presence of their father. Right? Now, I want us to go back to my first week preaching where Paul confronts Peter. Medyo nagalit si Paul, di ba? Naalala nyo pa? Yung mga nakikinig, yung mga tulog, hindi nyo na maalala to, so i-repeat ko ng konti. Alright? Paul got so mad with Peter because of what Peter did. Peter, okay, was in a party and he was mingling with the Greeks, the non-Jews. But when the Jewish people came, a group came espousing the law that you need to be circumcised to be a child of God, he, dis- he distances himself from the non-Jews and started partying with the Jews. Right? So they had water, they had juice. Okay? So you see the two groups. Right? So now Peter was, and Paul sees this. And Paul got so mad. He, Peter, come here. One of the twelve, come here. And he starts berating Peter in front of everyone because of what he did. Now, let me share to you that story. When Peter came to Antioch, I had a face-to-face confrontation with him because he was clearly out of line. Here's the situation. Earlier before certain persons had come from James, Peter regularly ate with the non-Jews. So he was eating with them. So my two groups were Jews and others. Lasal, others. Get it? Okay. Right? So, but when the conservative group came from Katipunan, ah, from Jerusalem, he cautiously, what? Pulled back. And put as much distance as he could manage between himself and his non-Jewish friends. That's how fearful he was of the conservative, powerful, influential, must may maraming perang Jewish clique that's been pushing the old system of circumcision. Unfortunately, the rest of the Jews in the Antioch church was having fellowship with the non-Jews were now joining in that hypocrisy so that even Barnabas, the sidekick, joined in the charade and said, Oh, maybe, maybe Peter's right. We, we cannot associate so much with them because we're trying to have a standard. Paul saw this. He was so mad. And that's why the, the letter to the church in Galatia. But Mundini divide. In the eyes of God, they're all the same. Jews and non-Jews need the love of God. Jews who practice stricter rules and regulation and Greeks who do not all have the same access to this love, to this grace, this power, this forgiveness, and this redemption from sin. That's why he had to face Peter because he was saying that will enslave the people. What you're doing? It's hypocrisy of the spirit of the message that we're trying to share. That God loves the world. So there was a divide in the church. If you're a Jew, and if you're a Greek, or a non-Jew, they cannot share in the what? Table. Imagine, you go to a party, you've been to parties like this, right? You see two different kinds of group. Weird. Right? And the coordinator assigns. And you would see the difference between the two groups. Right? Now, Paul was saying, that cannot be. You can't have two separate tables. 
we can actually go mix in the same table with the Father. Here's a typical party of a Pinoy Christmas or kids party. There's a table for the kids and there's a table for the adults. I grew up this way during the Boyoyong days. Okay? Pag may kids party, all the kids would be on one side and you eat only what? Spaghetti and chicken, right? The adults would have what? Everything else, right? That they want. And you cannot go to the adults' table. Why? Because that's why we hired the clowns, right? You go there. Right? Ngayon, sophisticated na. Wala nang clowns, clowns, right? Magician, Elsa, Anna, my snow. Imagine, kids party today. So spoiled. All right. Right? Sa amin na, paglabas si boyo, everybody's afraid, right? But you separate the kids and the adults. A very Chinese culture, by the way. There's kids' side, there's adult side. You don't mix both. It happens all the time. Paul was saying, no, no, but that shouldn't be in the presence of the Father. Everybody goes and shares in the same table. It's more like this. Whether you're a kid, you're young, you're old, you're Jew, you're Greek, you're Pinoy, you're Chinese, you share in the same. The amount of balat ng lechon you get, she or he has the same access to it, rich or poor. Go and share in the same table. Paul was giving us a picture of all of God's children, Jew, Greek, young, old, male, female, rich, poor, coming together in the table where God the Father is. And that's why he was saying, we're all adopted. I know you're a Jew. I know you have higher education. I know your tuition is far more expensive. It doesn't matter. You're the same. We sleep at night. We fart sometimes. We're all the same. Right? In the eyes of God, what's the difference? Nothing. Everybody needs to be in the table of the Father. God invites us and calls, tells us to call Him what? Papa. Go to Papa. Right? But some group would say, no, for you to go to Papa, you need a certain standard. A certain thing, a certain attitude, a certain behavior for you to pass being in the table. Paul was saying, no, 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 no. Everybody can have access to that table. And that's where transformation happens. When they see the Father. When they experience the love of the Father. When they experience the touch of the Father. This is what Paul was trying to fight for. Who is God? Who is God in your life? Is He Abba Father? Or is He just a distant master that I'm trying to serve? That I'm trying that my whole life is about performing for this Father. Right? We get that every Christmas. Tonight we have a party. My dad would be there. The Apo can have their dance number and they get money. Right? But imagine... Even if the apo doesn't dance and they get money, which be a rule I will try to say later, right? So that I can also get money from my dad, right? Imagine if it's not based on performance, but based on a relationship. You get the same blessing, you get the same hug, you get the same kiss. Whether 
You're the one who's affectionate to me or not? You're in the presence of Papa. Right? Who is God? Is God your father? Or are you the kind of Christian that continues to perform so that Papa can love you? That's why you're tired. That's why you're so legalistic about things. Because you're trying to perform for Abba Father. Next question you have to ask is, who are we in Christ? Nasabi sa verse, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Another version. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are His child, God has made you His heir. I am God's own child. I'm adopted. Tammy, don't tell her this. She's not here now. She wants to have another baby. Apat na yung baby. Apat na yung baby namin. Apat na yung damulag namin. Okay? We have four kids already. Right? And like, oh, I want one more. No, I don't want one more. You know, it's an ongoing discussion. But I have to submit. No, but, you know, but, uh, no, I, I don't think so. No, 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 not anymore. Right? So, we had a hard time with the last two. So, no, maybe not. But we're very open for adoption. Maybe we'll adopt. Right? So, we're talking about this. But imagine, next year, just example next year. I come here with a baby. The baby has no eyebrow. <laughs> Big eyes. Color brown. Right? And people say, Oh, who's that? It's my child. No way. It doesn't look like, yeah, It's my child. No, we've never seen... No, no. Maybe she's as good in carrying pregnant. Right? What if we adopted somebody and enter here? And we say, this is our child. Many, no, it's not, no, it's my child. This is adoption. He gets the same rights, the same education as my kids, the same love that we're going to give. We've adopted as our own child. Right? This is what God did to us. Right? Have you seen somebody? Christian, man? No way. No way. Yeah, yeah. He's now part of the family. No. Look at how he looks. No way. Right? That's adoption. Imagine all of us. If you consider yourself a Christian, you've been adopted into the family of God. Let that sink in. We're all adopted. We're no longer a slave. A slave has no right. A slave has no freedom. A slave has no future. You see the one in authority as a master and I'm a slave. And God says, no longer do I call you slave. I call you my sons and daughters. In another version, in another text, he says, I no longer call you slaves. I call you what? Friend. What is this God doing? He was destroying our mindset of a slave. And he's saying, that the best way to illustrate this is through adoption. Because when I adopt you, you get everything that I have. Hindi ka anak sa labas. Anak kita. Such a powerful concept, right? That's why I encourage you to foster or adopt. Next year, we'll have a program about adoption. 
right? If you want to adopt, I believe we can change the world through adoption. If only all of us who are capable to adopt will just adopt or foster. How many kids will we rescue? Why? Because that's the very heart of Scripture. The reason I'm a Christian is God adopted me. Look at the difference between a slave and a son. A slave is works-based. Performance, so that I'll be approved. Sons and daughters are relationship-based. Identity in Christ. He's my Abba, Father. A slave fears the father's disapproval. A son experiences security in the father's heart and affirmation. A slave feels examined and motivated and, and monitored. You better watch out. You better not cry, right? That's a slave. A son feels accepted and free. A slave fears the father's rejection and discipline. The son doesn't want to break the father's heart. A slave competes with other slaves for the father's attention. Lord, mas mabait nga ako dyan eh. Lord, bakit mas, parang mas mahal mo siya, Lord, kaysa sa akin? Right? A son is not threatened by others as standing is by birthright. A slave exists on probationary basis. You'll never know if you'll be accepted or not. Today, you're accepted. Tomorrow, you might be rejected. A son lives with a deep sense of belonging. A slave is always anxious in the father's presence. A son is at rest and home in the presence of the father. You know, the most classic story in scripture about a slave mentality and a son or a slave and a sister mentality and a daughter mentality is the prodigal son. You heard that story? Two brothers, one was a wayward son, asked for the inheritance from the father while the father was not yet dead, went partying, uh, just live a very luxurious lifestyle, spend all his money in a few months, ends up in a pig pen, eating pig's food, and then he tells himself, the only way for me to survive is to go back to my father, but no longer as a son, as a son but as a slave. Practices his line, tells the father in his mind, Dad, I'm now your slave. I, I call you now my master. He went back, went back to the house, walking. From afar, the father looks, because every day the father is waiting for his son to come back. This son who had no, you know, had no right in the eyes of an ordinary person to even come back to the house of the father after you've disgraced him after you've spent your inheritance while he's still alive. He comes back and the father runs to him, hugs him and embraces him. But the story was not just about the father and the, and the prodigal son. It was also about the older brother. In fact, the story is about the older brother. The older brother was so mad. Why would my father accept this wayward son? Here I am toiling and working for you. Here I am in the family business. And what do I get? He comes back. You hug him. Gives him a robe. Kills a fattened calf. Throws a grand party. I'm not entering into that house. I'm not having a party with my brother. He, does it, he doesn't deserve it. Two pictures that you see. Now, we go back to Galatians. 
God now gives us the spirit of sonship and invites us to call him Abba, Father, Papa. The son went back and says, Dad, you're not my boss. I'm a slave. The father tells him, What are you saying, son? Come up. Bring the best robe. The robe of a son to bring back the honor. Give him his ring. Kill the fattened calf. Have a party. What was the father doing? He cannot be a slave. You're my son. But dad, if you only knew, I, I know. But you're my son. And I invite you back. Don't call me boss. Call me papa. I'm your papa. I'm waiting for you every day. In this picture, the father was hugging the son. But this is the older brother with a knife. He was mad. He was angry. Why? Because I can't share a table in the party. He's not worthy to be in the table of the father. In his mind, I should be the one in the table of the father. Which, by the way, he is every day in the table of the Father. But, be, but Jesus did not end the story. Wala pong ending yung story sa Luke 15. Most likely, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees. And he tells them, here's what the older brother did. The father begged, please come inside the party which a Middle East father will never do, by the way, which is anti-cultural. But the father, the Abba father pleads, and tells the older brother, please come and join the party. Be in my table with this son who has come back. Then Jesus ends there, most likely looking at the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees were the slave masters. Their law and the rule, living under the law, pag ni mo to ginawa, pag sabat bawal, pag stairs. And all these rules to show how righteous you are. He looks at the Pharisees and tells them, that's the story. When you observe this painting, <clears throat> Henry Newman wrote this. The father's left hand, touching the son, shoulder is strong and muscular. I can see a certain pressure, especially in the thumb. Look at here, the thumb, right? That hand seems not only to touch, but with its strength also to hold. Even though there is a gentleness in the way the father's left hand touches his son, it is not without a firm grip. It was saying, son, come back. Here. How different is the father's right hand? This hand does not hold or grasp. It's refined, it's soft. In fact, wala nga ugat, no? If you check. Sorry the pictures like this, because I just got this painting from my sala. Okay. The fingers are close to each other and they have an elegant quality. It lies gently upon the son's shoulder. It wants to caress, to stroke, and to offer consolation and comfort. What was Rembrandt trying to do? He was showing to us the love of an Abba father. It's firm, yet it's caring. That's how God restores. That's how God invites us 
Why? Because a slave will always think, I'm not worthy. No, 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 no. You are. Right? Firm. Pero, boss, boss. No, no, no. Right? Abba Father is trying to release us. From what? Performance-based Christianity. Doing so many things for God so that I will be loved by God. It's trying to release us from that. Why? It entangles. Week one. Week two. Chinky. It's impossible to live that way. Nobody can reach that standard. That's why today we're talking about the love of this Abba Father who adopted us as sons. Adopted as sons and daughters. No longer slaves. You know, this will take a lot of years to undo. Yung ganitong mindset. This is not like, ganda ng preaching from this day on, san na talaga ako. Until you make a mistake and you feel like a slave again. Until you fail to reach the standard of God and it frustrates you and you think the only way to repay it back is by attending four services in one Sunday. Or instead of giving 500, I will make it 550 pesos. Plus 10%, Lord. Or I will give a certain amount to a poor person. Performance-based. You see, the Lord tells us, no, no, come to the table. You know, you don't know what I did. Come, come, my son, come. <laughs> I just stay here outside with the others. Remember, you are God's child. We are God's children. Love, affirmed, accepted. Okay? Let that, you know, try to sink into our soul. I'm love, I'm affirmed, I'm accepted. Galatians 3, 25 to 26. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons and of daughters of God through faith. I want to end with this picture. And I want you to picture this with me. I want you to picture yourself. Maybe we can all close our eyes. It's a spiritual exercise. <clears throat> I want you to picture yourself in a room where there's a party. There are people there that you know and people that you don't know. There are some people there you know that go to church. They love God. And they're in that table enjoying. Then you see God the Father come in. Our Abba Father sits down, talks with the people. Laughing, enjoying. But then you see somebody there. You see one of the worst sinners come in the room. The Abba Father looks at him and says, Come, join. Join us. And then you see another sinner. 
then you see a prostitute. You see a corrupt person come in. You know there's stories from the news and they're in that table, they're eating with the Father. And then the Father looks at you and He tells you, come. Anak, come. Eat with us. I want you to picture yourself there. What's your reaction? How would you respond? Lord Jesus, Lord, we come into your table, into your banquet table, a table that is full of food, a table where the wise and the fools are, a table where both Jews and non-Jews come together and eat people from every nation, every tribe, every language. People who are in a different religion in that table. And you see God the Father. He's enjoying Himself. The others enjoying And you knew for sure that not everybody there really knows God the Father. But you know this would be the only way that they would get to know God. For us to come together in that table and be in the presence of the Father. Lord Jesus, we come today. And Lord, we know that sometimes it's our struggle to come to the table because we feel like slaves. We've not yet arrived. We've not yet come really fully before you. Some of us are struggling with sins in our lives. Some of us are just stubborn and we know it. But Lord, today, you're looking at us and you're inviting us to sit at the table and enjoy Abba Father. Lord, I pray that we would come. Pray that we would eat at the table we would share stories with others and with God. Lord, take away our tendency to not join the table and say, Lord, but I'm washing the dishes. Lord, I'm still cooking for you. Oh, Lord, nobody's taking care of the kitchen. But Abba, Father says, Anak, just come. I want you here. 
the food doesn't matter anymore. But there's so many things to do, God. I pray, Lord, take us out of a performance-based relationship with you. That we may truly accept that we are adopted children of God as God's own child, no longer a slave, accepted not because I look like one, I look like the Father, or I sound like the Father, but because I am the table of the Father. Lord, I know in the coming days, we will be having so many lunch and dinners, celebrating Christmas. I pray that I might be able to picture God the Father in that table every time I eat with somebody. That I might see everyone as image bearers of God, longing to see the Father, longing the love of an Abba Father. And Lord, use me as a son and a daughter of God, fully loved, fully affirmed, fully accepted, to point people to Abba Father that they may see our heavenly Papa in our lives. Lord, I pray, liberate me from a performance religion. And may I stand before the throne of God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God who created the heaven and earth, and say, Papa, here I am. Lord, this is my prayer for everyone. May we have this kind of relationship. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Let's give God a big hand for His love. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you were challenged and inspired by the message. Together, let's continue to honor God in 